0: I don't know if you know this, but I don't like podcasts. <laughs> I think podcasts are pretty good for your business. Um, they're great. I know that not everyone wants a podcast, and that's totally fine, but for me, it has been the best decision in my business. like I love hosting this for you every single week. I have so much fun. you get so much benefit out of it. You guys tell me all the time how much you love listening to my podcast, and that means so much to me and so Because podcasting is so important and it's so useful in your business, I thought it would be a fantastic idea to have on a podcast coach specifically to talk about how you can start a podcast that's going to help your business grow. So today I have a special guest episode. Andrea Singletary is on. We are chatting about podcasting and specifically how you can use it to Create leads for your business so that you can start getting that consistent income. It's a really cool conversation. A little bit about Andrea. She is a wife, mom of two, podcast coach and strategist, and the host of the Mama Turned Mompreneur podcast. She is passionate about supporting mompreneurs with creating a podcast that generates consistent leads for their business. She's great at this. We had such a fun conversation. She has so much wisdom to share with you. And I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. So let's just jump straight in to today's episode. Grow your Christian business with me, Sarah Beisel. This is a podcast for Christian women who want to build crazy successful businesses with God at the center of it all. We're about to dig into biblical marketing strategies and build a firm foundation for your business that's rooted in biblical truth. If you want to make money in your business, but nothing seems to be working no matter how hard you try, then it's time to create a custom marketing plan that's designed around who God created you to be. So say goodbye to confusion and hello to a content strategy that's filled with God's peace and freedom. I almost forgot to tell you that I am hosting a workshop next week. This is the fifth installment in my biblical marketing series and this workshop is all about fellowship and we are digging hard into facebook groups so the name of this workshop facebook group fellowship is all about how you network and create connections with people in facebook groups both your own and in other people's groups so that you can make money find leads, and have those consistent sales in your business. So this is for you if you have your own Facebook group, you're not sure if you want to start your own Facebook group, or if you just want to network in other people's Facebook groups and you use that as a part of your business strategy. We're going to cover all of these things. We're going to talk about how you effectively use other people's Facebook groups to find clients and to um, bring people into your world. We're going to talk about whether it's the right decision to start a Facebook group and we're going to talk about how you actually set your own Facebook group up for success. So we're going to cover a lot of things. And because there's so much information I want to cover, this is going to be a 90 minute long workshop. So you're getting extra time with me, <laughs> but I'm not charging any more for this workshop. It's just 35 Canadian dollars. So that's like 25 or 20 US dollars, somewhere around there. I don't, I don't know the conversion off the top of my head. It's not terribly expensive at all. I would love for you to come join and learn how to monetize Facebook groups. Like seriously, with some of the things that I'm going to tell you, you could go and make that money that you're going to spend on this workshop back like in an instant. Right. Like I could, you can go get clients immediately with the strategy. Not always. Sometimes like everything. Sometimes it takes a lot of time and effort to um, nurture and grow and you need that consistency. But this is something that you can see immediate payback from, which is always an amazing thing in your business so it's going to be really great so come along to that it's happening on the 23rd of june at um 9 30 a.m pacific time there will be a replay because i know that that time does not work for everyone time zones suck i'm sorry <laughs> um but there will be a replay if you're not able to attend live um and if you are able to attend live you're going to get opportunities to get coached to get your questions answered we'll be able to chat in real time so please do try and come live if you are able. So you can go get signed up for that at sarahbeisel.com slash workshop. You will get all the information that you need. You'll be able to sign up there and, um, yeah, come along. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Now that I remembered to tell you about my workshop, uh, I'll blame the baby brain still. It's a thing. Always going to be a thing. (laughs) Now that we've covered that, let's get back to this amazing conversation that I had with Andrea. Welcome Andrea to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Oh, uh, so I have to ask cuz you you and I both have podcasts and I I would just love to know like, how did what was your journey to starting your podcast? Where did like how did you find podcasting as a thing and why did you decide that that was the path that you needed to take for your business? Yeah, so I
1: started managing other people's podcasts, so I started out as a virtual assistant decided, you know, I really wanted to niche. And I first came across podcasts as a first time mom. So like listening to podcasts related to motherhood and where they kind of normalize a lot of the things that happen Mm. in motherhood. And I think it was really big at the time because I had my son at the start of the pandemic. And so a lot of that support you would get, it wasn't happening because of COVID and everything. So I looked to podcasts to kind of get a lot of that motherly advice yes. and support <laughs> and everything. And so as I like enter the online space and tried out different things, I started to wonder like, well, who manages their podcasts? Like how do they get them out into the world and everything? And so doing a Google search, going down a rabbit hole <laughs> of all things podcasting. And I came across Lauren Wright, Wrighton's um, podcast manager program. Absolutely love like who she was, like she is a mom, and just sharing her journey of being able to work from home and have this really successful business. And so I was like, okay, I want to do this. So took mm-hmm. her program and immediately started working with clients. Like I had a former virtual assistant client that became like one of my first podcast management clients, and just absolutely love like learning about all things podcasting. And so probably within maybe six to eight months of me, like working as a podcast manager, I was like, you know, what if I started a podcast, you know? And at first I just did it because like for fun, like I really didn't think about connecting it to my business or anything. I was just like, you know, I want to talk about motherhood and entrepreneurship. And so I did that. And although I enjoyed it, I knew that it was just becoming another thing to do and Mm. it really wasn't moving the needle forward in my business. And so I was like, you know, if I really want this to work, if I want to be consistent with it, then I need to connect it to my business. And so earlier this year, that's when I went through like sort of a rebrand, not a full on one, but really Mm. just shifted the focus to what it is that i do in my business how i support my clients and really highlighting how you know creating a podcast for your business can help you generate leads can really help you build that authority and everything in your niche and so yeah i'm like 60 almost 65 episodes in and everything and i absolutely love it like it's one of my favorite ways to create content for my business
0: yeah that's so fun and it's such a good point because A lot of us do like we see new things and we see someone else doing like, oh, they do this for their business. I should do that. And then if it's not actually helping us make money in our business, it does just feel like another thing to do. So I love that. Like you had that moment where you're like, I do love doing this, but it's got to work for my business. Otherwise, what's the point? So I love that you that you had that shift and you kept going and you were able to just like rebrand it into something that is now helpful for you. And so. What has that impact been since you've started your podcast? Like has it actually like worked the way that you thought it was going to? It really has.
1: Like it I, I will say that when I first like really shifted gears to focusing it on my business. Things kind of slowed down so like my downloads dropped quite a bit because I think people were like, wait, what is going on? (laughs) And I was like, you know, what? that's normal. Anytime you make a major shift with your podcast, like that's going to happen. So I just kept with it. And honestly, it just started to open all kinds of doors of opportunity for me. So I've been able to guest on like some of the top podcasts for mompreneurs. I've also been invited to speak in front of like different masterminds and conferences and just having people reach out to me, like asking me about editing. Like I've had several mm. people like, well, who edits your podcast? And I was like, oh, I do. And they're like, wow, it's quality, you know, audio and everything. And so being able to get clients, you know, in that sense. But most recently, I had someone reach out to me. She was looking to work with a podcast strategist. She had this idea for a podcast, even recorded the first few episodes, but just felt like something was missing and didn't feel confident to move forward with launching. And so um, she came to me she's like, you know, do you offer consulting or strategy sessions or anything like that? And I was like, yeah, I do. You know, this is what it consists of. This is the price. And she's like, OK, you know, send me the invoice. I want to work with you. And so I always ask people like, well, how did you find me? Because I just want to know, like, I assume someone had referred her to me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, I was searching on Instagram and I looked up, you know, podcast strategist. And she was like, I really focused on the ones who actually had a podcast. And so I went and listened to everyone's podcast. And she said, you are the one that I felt was the most trustworthy. And for that me, was- that was like a major compliment. But also, too, I never had to get on a sales call with her. We literally just messaged back and forth on Instagram. She gave me her email. I sent over the invoice and she immediately paid it. So it really does bring, like, give you that authority in your niche and just opening up these doors of opportunity for you. And that's what we want as business owners. Like, yes, we'll do the sales calls, but if we can get around that, that is so much better. You know, especially being a mom, like, it's hard trying to coordinate sales calls with nap time and different things like that. So. I think that's like one of the biggest things I've seen and not even just for me, even like my clients as well. Like just having these opportunities, just being laid in their lap all because they have a podcast. And like one of the things I like to say is like your podcast literally can be your portfolio. It can demonstrate like what it's like to work with you you know, what your expertise is and just really giving people a feel for like your personality and whether or not you'll be like a good fit to work together.
0: Mm. And I love that you said that like it brought people to you because that's one of the things that like when I started my podcast, I mean, it took a while to get some traction. I think that's something that people do need to understand about podcasts is sometimes it's a very quick takeoff, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it does take a while before you see any sort of result from it. But like the first time that someone had came to me saying, I heard you talk about this on your podcast. I just found it because I was searching for this thing. I found your podcast. I binged all the episodes and I want to work with you. And you're like, wow, that's how it's supposed to work. This is what we're building it for, for moments like that, for people to just say, I found this thing. It was perfect. I loved it. How do I work with you? And even with the people that don't work with you, the people that just come to you and say, I love this. Thank you so much for doing this. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's such a good confirmation that like, yeah, this this is the thing that's working for me. I'm so happy that I invested all this time and effort and, you know, a little bit of money into making this thing happen. So it's so rewarding. So I love that you've had those moments too, where you're just like, yeah, this is it. This is why we do this is why we do this thing. (laughs) Yes,
1: it's really worth it. Like when you're seeing that return on investment, but even like you said, just having people reach out and say, you know what, this episode really made an impact on me. It really helped me. It's like, you're No, you're like making this great impact. And I. one of the things I love about podcasting is that you're not limited to just where you are. Like you're able to reach people across the globe. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's such an amazing thing. And it's so powerful and impactful.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like there's so much like depth to what you can achieve with it versus and just the fact that it lasts so much longer than social media posts. Like social media is great. But it's so in the moment, whereas like podcast episodes, like there are some podcast episodes that I have on my like playlist for things to listen to that are from like two years ago or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just saw it. I was like, I love this person. What kind of episodes has she got? Oh, she's got one on this, saved to the list, one on this, saved to the list. And they're from years and years ago. But here I am ready to consume them because I want to know more about that topic. So I love that. Well, so let's talk about like, I've, we've kind of already answered this question, but let's get into it some more. How how do you actually like how does a podcast help your business and what kind of like like what kind of things would you do with a podcast for it to be super useful for your business because maybe there's people listening going yeah podcast is great but I don't know if it would work for my business like maybe it wouldn't work because I have a product or I'm I'm a coach like what, what what would I talk about if I do coaching like how does that work like so like how do you integrate it into your business
1: Yeah, So one of the things I encourage my clients to do is to start with the offer that you want to promote. And from there, you start to ask yourself different questions like, what does my ideal client need to know about this offer? Or even if it's a product, like what do they need to be educated on so that they can make that decision to invest? Mm -hmm. You know, what are some things that this particular offer or this particular product will support my ideal client with and so you're really able to generate a lot of different podcast episode ideas just by starting with the offer you know because your podcast it's going to educate it's going to bring that value but it's really going to help your ideal client understand like why they need your support you know why they need Mm -hmm. your product why they're going to invest in everything like how is this going to transform them Transform their lives and so I think if you start there it really connects your podcast to your business because you're using it to promote your offers you know Mm -hmm. you're nurturing your audience you're educating them where they may not be quite sure why they should invest in everything and Mm -hmm. when you do it that way it makes it so much easier with coming up with content and everything so like even for coaches. I'm currently working with a fertility coach. And so we literally just brainstormed a lot of different like podcast episode ideas. So like I asked her, like, give me an overview of your course because she has a course that she Mm -hmm. has. And literally from that, I think I came up with like 15 podcast episode ideas. And it's like, you're not gonna, I told her, I'm like, you're not giving them the entire course in your podcast. Yeah. But you're going to highlight certain things just so they can get a feel for like what the course is about and how it's going to benefit them and everything. Mm. So I think just starting with that offer, or that product first, and then asking yourself those different questions, really trying to get inside of the mind of your ideal client, you can generate such great content. And then that content is connecting directly to the offer you want to promote.
0: Yeah. And I love the way that you phrased that where you uh, what was it that you just said, like, um, like you need to help them, like educate them so that they're in a position to make a decision. And I think that's such a great perspective on sales, because I think so many of us feel like sales is like, oh, shoving things down people's throats or telling them they have to buy this thing, pushing, pushy, pushy, pushy. And so many people are then not talking about their offers because they think that it's that or nothing. And they want to know what this other alternative is. So I love that that's the way that you phrase it. Like You're just giving them the information so that they are in a position to decide if it's the right thing for them or not. And they may decide not, and that's okay. But they may decide, yeah, this sounds amazing. So it's all about education to put them in a position to buy. So I love that's such a good way to think about it. I'm not sure many many people put it in that perspective.
1: They don't. They really don't. Like even just looking on social media, you'll see things like why people aren't buying your offers and different things like that. And it's so negative. And in reality, it's like we're not here to serve every single person. Like not everyone is our ideal client. And so it's just our job to educate them on where where they're not understanding or where they may have like blinders and not see certain things. And really demonstrating how we can support them to get to get them to where they want to be. Like, that's all you have to do with
0: sales. like, And it takes so much pressure off of yeah. you when you view it that way. It really does. It really does. And so I have a question for you, because this is also something that I see people kind of struggling with. Um, and it's a thought that came, to, came through my mind from time to time as well. How do you like find that back? Like, can you give away too much information on a podcast? Right. Because if you're, if it's a social media post, it's you're only, you're constrained with word count. It's pretty small. You're not able to like, people, people are not going to be able to like get your whole course in a post. Right. But when it comes to podcasts, it's much more long form. You know, we're talking for, you know, some episodes are between 10 and 30 minutes. Sometimes you go longer than that. How do you still maintain that balance of, you're giving people enough information that they're finding it helpful they're getting the takeaways, but they're they're still left wanting more from you so how do you how do you find that balance for your podcast or under client podcasts yeah.
1: so This is something I had struggled with for a while because you're constantly totally don't give everything away, yeah, and honestly, when I stopped listening to that and really just focused on bringing value. I have found that when you give away a lot of stuff for free, even if you tell people step-by-step what to do, they look at it as, wow, I'm getting all of this for free. How much more can I gain if I actually work with this person? Mm -hmm. And when you view it that way, it really frees you from that. Because I've found too, like a lot of times people, they'll do what is called like gatekeeping. So they'll only tell you a little bit, But it's not enough for you to actually do anything with. And that turns people off. They're not going to want to work with you because then they're going to think, well, if I actually invest, is that how they're going to treat me when I'm actually working one-on-one with them? Mm -hmm. And I've even seen like guesting on other podcasts, like one thing hosts always tell me like, wow, you brought so much value. You did not hold anything back. And that is what people are looking for. Like, it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be like, you know, feel like people are like pulling teeth trying to get this information out of you, especially like they can go maybe go somewhere else and get that information. And then they may be more likely to work with that person who is willing to share that information with them. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel that there's too much that you can necessarily give away in yeah. your podcast, I mean, of course, like really consider like what is comfortable for you. But I feel like the more value you give, the more value that you are sharing with your listeners, the more they're going to want to work with you.
0: Yeah, and it's so true. Like, it, I don't know where this this even came from as like business advice because that's where I started too when I was like first started my business. Like, oh, you know, I, I people were telling me give them step one to one to four, but don't give them five through seven or whatever. Like, just give them the top of it, and it's like, well. Okay, I'll do my best, and it's so awkward to write. And then it was, mm-hmm. and it was, it felt really weird. And then, yeah, you're right. Like I, I don't know if I had any clients come to me because of those kinds of posts. Like I have no idea. But you're right. If it, it's not, it feels very disingenuous and kind of misleading. Um, something that I've noticed as well is people like, people have a almost. It's like you're saying they they trust you less because like a thought that comes to my mind. Is, well, do you actually know the rest of the problem though? Like, if you're only giving me this first part, do you actually have the other pieces? Like, you're not telling me what they are. So, do you actually know them? And so, it almost creates more questions than it answers with those, with that kind of approach. So, um, I'm glad that you've brought that reassurance for people with the podcast, because especially when it is something that is so in depth compared to other types of content, that worry, I think, pops up more for people than it would just on like a Facebook post or something on Instagram, right? There's so much more debt you can accomplish.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, completely. And like one thing my business coach, she says is like, you're giving them this information, but they're still going to look to you for support with the execution part. Because even if you give them step-by-step what to do, they don't necessarily know how to put it all together (laughs) and execute it. So they're still going to need your support. But at least if you lay it all out there, they're like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. Let me work with her so she can actually
0: help me execute it the right
1: way. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I know. Cause it's like, how many times have you like ever filled in like any kind of workbook or something where it's like, okay, this is exactly how it works. And you're going through it and you're still like, but am I doing this right? But does this make sense? How do I? Mm-hmm. What about this? Like, there's always so many things that come up that you want to have someone to talk to about it or some support someone to ask questions or someone just to pat you on the back and say, no, you've done it right. You're you're good. On you go. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot get that from any sort of social media or any sort of content because there's no interaction in the same way that you would get from an event or a course or a coaching relationship or a service provider, whatever that is. There's so much that you can gain from an actual relationship. And that's the piece that's always going to be missing from any type of content. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if people don't have a podcast and they're hearing this and they're like, "Oh, this sounds like this is maybe something I need to do." What what's your advice for actually getting on with a podcast for their business?
1: Yeah, I think the first step is just getting started. Um I think a lot of times people just get stuck and get overwhelmed with like, "Well, what am I going to talk about on my podcast?" Yeah. and "Oh, I got to have the best technology and have the best microphone and all these things. And it's like, no, <laughs> just get started. I know people who literally record their podcast episodes from their phone and they have really great podcasts. Like they have mm-hmm. a high listener rate and all of that. And so I that's my advice is just just to get started. And again, like going back to what I said earlier, if you're podcasting for your business and you're planning out your content, just really think about the offer you want to promote. Start there, and then start to come up with those questions that maybe your ideal client is asking about that particular offer, or how you can educate them on it. And mm-hmm. you'll really generate a lot of different podcast episode ideas just from that.
0: Yeah, and I love that your advice is to just to just do it because there are we have we get in our heads so easily about all of these things. Like I remember before I started my podcast, people, were like, you know, have to get, you have to pick a good title so that people can find it. And I spent weeks and weeks and weeks trying to figure out what should I call my podcast? Like, what am I going to give it? What name am I going to use? And eventually I was just like, this is stupid. Let's just pick a name. I'll change it later. If I come up with a better idea, it's fine. And I picked, I don't even remember what it was. I think I've changed it like three times since then, because it took me a while to get into the groove of finding out be exactly what what I want this podcast to be for the long term so it's it's okay to pick something and then change it a couple weeks later like don't change it over and over and over again right but like get started get over that hurdle get it out there and then tweak and refine from there just as you're saying so I love that for people if you're listening and you're holding back just just do it Just do it. Yes,
1: (laughs) yes. And your podcast, it's going to change over time. Like how I mentioned with mine, it changed. Like I started out focusing mostly on motherhood and entrepreneurship. And then I really focused it on, you know, connecting it to my business. So talking about all things podcasting and using your podcast for your business. And that's okay because if you think about it, too, in your business, there's going to be changes, you know, Mm -hmm. you may pivot, you may start doing something different. And so because your podcast is going to be like part of that marketing strategy, it's going to change with your business, too. And that is okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Such a good reminder. So you have a podcast launch guide, correct, to help people get their podcasts out into the world. You want to tell us just a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I recently updated it because I realized when I first made it, I just put like the bare minimum and I was gatekeeping. That's on me. (laughs) But I literally I have laid out step by step what you need to actually do to launch your podcast. It also includes like my recommendations for equipment and software to use and all of that. Um. So it's a really, it's a really great resource. And like I said, it really, it walks you through step by step what you need to do. Everything from figuring out your podcast name, the whole cover art piece, and, you know, what you actually need to do to get your podcast up and out into the world mm-hmm. and giving you some guidance as well on like what launch episodes you need and all of that.
0: Nice. That sounds amazing. So we will be putting the link for that in the show notes so that you can go grab that if you are trying to start a podcast and you just need a little bit of a helping hand to figure out what on earth you're doing with it then definitely go check that out that sounds like an amazing resource for people um well where can people go find you andrea if they want to connect with you learn more all of those things
1: yeah um so number one place is my podcast It's called mama Turn mompreneur Like I said, I talk about all things podcasting, but I do like to have guest experts on, especially those who are other moms, and they can share about how they're navigating motherhood and entrepreneurship. And then I'm pretty active on Instagram, and that is at Mama Turn Mompreneur as well.
0: Amazing. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And thank you for sharing all this wisdom on podcasting. This has been such a great and fun conversation to have. Thank you for having me. this episode was meaningful to you in any way, I'd love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and left me a review. Once you've done that, come hang out with hundreds of other women in the Faithful Business community on Facebook. I would love to meet you there and learn about the business God has called you to create. I'll see you there until the next episode of the Grow Your Christian Business podcast.